the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Cool. So we are here today with a client of mine, Emma, who has been working with Sustain since July. Is that right? June, middle of June. Middle of June. So seven months, thank you, I'll take just over. And has had some awesome results. We're going to go through basically her journey today and the process that she has followed and the, the advice that she has and what's worked for her and how it can help others. Uh, and James will pitch in sporadically with any gems that he may have. Uh, so if you could tell us, Emma, well, we'll start with what have you achieved over the last seven months working with Sustain then, please? The, the obvious thing is the almost four stone weight loss um but it's much more than that it's the it's the mindset change and it's not just the mindset over my eating and what I'm choosing to eat but it's it's been a real shift because it's sort of my weight was the one thing that I really struggled with for the last few years and I just couldn't shift it um and it's made me feel that the one thing I couldn't do I can now do so if I can do that then God, what else can I do? You know, and and so that's the the big thing. It's just this lift, you know, in in sort of positivity, and you know, in my belief in in what's what's out there, what I, what I, what I can do. Yeah, I think what I'd like to start with then is, you know, you mentioned there kind of the things that you were good at. What were the other things that you were able to to overcome? Where do you see your successes before we kind of go into the struggles then? Um, I mean, there's there's the direct effect of the weight loss. And as I'd sort of said in my affirmations, that I knew that I'd got a horse and I knew that I was getting to the point where I was, there was going to be a difficult conversation coming up where I was going to be too big to ride in. Um, and so that's a major thing that I don't worry. You know, he's he trips, he's a tripper. And um, and I, when he trips, he always has done. But I have the confidence of knowing it's not because I'm heavy. It's not because he's like, oh, God, I can't possibly carry you. And, and it's just such a freedom to know that I'm not going to be hurting him and I can keep on riding. Um, and that's, that's a massive thing. Great stuff. I think then where... Where did you kind of initially struggle then? What was what was it that brought you to sustain? What was, aside from worrying about your horse? I think that, well, I went into lockdown going, oh, I'm going to come out of this so much better. I'm going to be. And I bought the little home gym thing and obviously didn't use it and just kept on eating and eating and eating. And, um, and it got to June and it was just like, you know, I'm going to be going back to the office even bigger than when I left. And I didn't want that. And... It, it just was the right time because I think I'd reached the point for me where I had to try hard and I tried other stuff and I was doing 16 to eight before that made no difference. Um, I tried hypnosis. I, I wanted the easy, I think I wanted the easy way out before, 
and I kind of thought sustain might be the easy way out and I didn't realize how much I had to lose and how long it was going to take um and it's been harder work but it's not difficult um you know and it's been what six months and I'm still going but I think it it was just something's got to give I can't keep on like this you know I'm sick of going to bed every night feeling cross and upset and angry I'm sick of not living properly because I was forever trying to make myself look small and my first thought in a room was oh god I'm the fattest person you know on zoom calls it was let me get the angle right so that my face doesn't look quite like a moon you know there's only so long you can go on like that for me anyway and what do you feel like, you mentioned kind of the stuff you've tried there, you know, the home gym, the 16-8. What, you know, why didn't that stuff work for you? I think because it, it was, so much of it was in my head. And I've lost weight before. I've yo-yoed, I've, you know, I've gone skinny, I've gone heavier. Um, and I I knew that following sort of some sort of eating plan wasn't going to work not like you know like a, a maybe for me I don't think a slimming world would work or a Weight Watchers because I would do it and then I'd stop and I wouldn't learn and I knew that I had to change how I eat and change how I approach eating and until I'd done that I I wasn't going to crack it and I and I think I sort of was kidding myself that I can't diet because diets are bad and just making excuses for not really trying hard enough and then had to you know (laughs) realize that the only way to do it is to be sensible and find something that's going to work consistently great so what do you think then you mentioned learning there what not so much what have you learned but what's the difference being then with with this time with this approach with working with me the affirmations totally the affirmations because it's one thing to know when I go to bed at night that I feel crap about myself but to have to write it out in an email and just say, this is what the weight is doing to me. This is how I feel. This is how crap it's made me feel. This is how I'm a shadow of what I should have been. Um, saying that and fa- really facing it. And through facing it, I can then look at a piece of cake or a packet of crisps and be like, that's not worth all of those negative feelings that are going to come from it. And so it's, it enables me to make reasoned decisions about what I eat. And so when I do eat like crisps or cake, it's I've weighed it up and it's okay. I'm going to have a little bit and I'm going to, you know, do it. Brilliant. What do you think then is your kind of your main takeaway for others then in regards to, so this is, this call's got, you know, 11 12 people on there'll be people listening to this are on the plan people doing well people struggling what would your advice be to those people really think about why you're doing it and think about what the weight means to you and how you feel about oh oh hang on i'm muted there you go we're back yeah Yeah, so think think about what the weight means to you and for me it, it like I say, it wasn't an easy conversation to have with myself and, and to, to put out in writing. But I think that until I really faced it and realised then how important it was for me to lose it, that I put the effort in. 
because I, I could think... have just kidded myself that it was fine and I wouldn't have made an effort. But I realised how important it actually was and the changes that it was going to make. Yeah, you've written some really good affirmations as well. And I was wondering if you could just give us, I appreciate it's quite personal detail, so feel free to admit the stuff you're not comfy with. Mm-hmm. But what's, what are the drivers for you? So you'd mentioned kind of your horse, and I know that there's some some powerful stuff in there and there's some some powerful words. And I'm wondering if you can, because I think the thing like you said there is it's about kind of fronting up to this stuff. It's about being completely honest with ourselves. And I know that a lot of people struggle with this. And I know that from yourself, as you've just said, it's the key reason why you've been successful. And I know people who do write these brilliant affirmations and do really well. A good example is when I read Lisa Riley's book about how she lost weight and she was saying that she stopped telling herself that she was happy as she was. And that actually it was, it was a lie. Was that she'd been telling herself this thing to try and make herself feel better. And I think that it's inspired, you know, sometimes I read them and I go, oh, you know, this is, this isn't much fun to read. But when you can see the flip side and what you've achieved at the back of it, because you've been willing to face up to that stuff and to know how important it is, it's really powerful. So I was wondering if you could go into some of those for me. Um, there, there was my horse. Um, and then I think with a bit of digging from you as well, uh, especially sort of in, in the early days, a lot came out from my dad um, because I wasn't happy and I wasn't, as I said I wasn't the Emma I was brought up to be I was brought up to be strong and capable and I just sort of crumbled and gone into this shell and um and I know my dad would worry if he'd seen me um I know now my mum was worrying but I hadn't realized quite I don't think how much um and so it was it it was a it was about my dad not having to worry my for people my dad's dead um but it was about my dad sort of looking down and having that peace that I was going to be okay um and that you know I would go to bed each night that I'd been careful with what I ate and, and mindful and stayed on the plan was a was a day that I was going to go to bed proud and when I go to bed proud of what I've done um and I've worked hard my dad would be proud and so that was a, a big thing. All I want, I'm I'm a complete daddy's girl. And um, all I want, all I ever want is to make my dad proud. And um, so that was a big, a big, big thing, knowing that he doesn't have to worry about me. Well, you're going to put you over here. Sorry. I was going to say, let me just... <laughs> no, you take, take a minute. Um, and that is just so like amazing because it's so powerful because you've gone from, you know, initially a goal where you might have come in and said, oh, you know what, I want to lose a bit of weight. I want to lose a little bit of weight. I've done this plan. I've done this. I've done hypnosis. You know, you've done all these things, which is fantastic that you're still trying. I think massive positive. I think people struggle sometimes because they're just trying in the wrong direction. But then you've gone from, I'm going to start this plan because I want to lose some weight to actually, you know, getting this massive emotive goal of, you know, I want to make sure that my mum's not worried about me, that my dad's proud of me. And it just completely changes the game. And I think it's something that, you know, we're very keen on doing with our clients. You know, we often talk about the questionnaires and the goal setting is when you look beyond these kind of they're not shallow goals because again, you know, hundred, you know, ninety nine out of a hundred times people come and say, I want to lose weight. And it's only when you dig and dig and dig and dig and dig as to why you want to lose this weight that you get this you know, huge, powerful barrier, like you said, where you can look at something and go, that's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And like, you know, Joe with the affirmations and, you know, building on these things and going, yeah, having this cake could be really nice now for about 10 minutes, well, five minutes for me. 
for, you know, for um, 30 seconds while you inhale it. It'd be great. Okay. But I know, yeah, I know in two minutes' time, five minutes' time, ten minutes' time, by the end of the day, I'm going to be like, oh, I really wish I hadn't bought that. You know, sorry, I hadn't eaten that. And it's learning these kind of mind, not even tricks, but, you know, things of reinforcing. Like we were talking just before we started recording and saying, you know, some people don't like to internalize and look at these things because it's painful because when you realize that, you know, you feel like this, like you feel like, oh, you know, I'm letting other people down or I don't want to feel like this. It's, it is tough. It's, it's hard, but it's what's needed to make these huge, you know, life-changing transformations that you've done. So, you know, I'm proud of you. I know Joe's proud of you. We, we've talked about it before, before you get on you for the call. You know, you've done something amazing that's like completely changed your mindset. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. We're not, obviously you've done a fantastic like physical transformation, we're not taking that away from you, but we're more interested in how your mindset's changed and your skill set and your beliefs around these things, because that's what's going to keep you happy forever. You know, it's very easy to, follow a calorie controlled diet for 12 weeks and lose a load of weight but then if you don't change that mindset you don't change that beliefs like you have done then odds are you're going to kind of revert back so yeah it's just it's absolutely huge and yeah me and joe are really proud of you emma so well done let joe yeah. think he's got himself back together now yeah yeah <laughs> got there managed to waft my eyes a bit but i think you know, like James said there, the, the physical transformation is, is brilliant. And, you know, I'm really glad that you went into those details there. And I think that that was something that was prevalent probably in the first half of your journey. That was kind of the real emotive driver to get you going. But then the other thing that's worth kind of mentioning to people is that I think I'd, I wouldn't say that that passed, but it probably took up less mental energy from you once you began to feel better. And that's something that you see a lot where people lose you know, you've lost the best part of two, four stone. You see people lose a stone, stone and a half, two stone. Then they not so much take the foot off the gas, but they just hold that point. So they're not going any further. They're just maintaining. And what you did really well was you turned the dial up, was that even though that initial pain point had gone, you still then did a brilliant job of focusing on where you were at, but also kind of cranked the exercise. And I think that's one thing I wanted to go into because you see this a lot where people will do well for a period of time, you mentioned that you still had a couple of treats, not very much, you know, I'll be completely honest with how much you've had. You're not like you've been scoffing pizzas and cakes. So you then had to dial the exercise up. And I wanted to go in, into kind of your journey with that and your progression with that, because I think that's something that people who've lost a bit and want to lose some more can really take benefit from. Yeah, I, I, think, I, know, I feel now that if I'm having, and especially over Christmas when I had, I didn't have a lot of treats, compared to how I would have been but I had more than I would normally have I know that I've got to exercise and when I had a slight niggle um in the autumn and wasn't running as much I sort of felt it um but yeah I I run I ride my horse I do PT um I have a rebounder but it doesn't come out for it's going to start coming out a bit more than it does um and I'm doing, I was doing Red January, but I started it middle of December. And just, I was, I did it, I had a week of it in December and knew I was doing it in January. So I thought, well, I'll just carry it on. Um, and I'm now going to carry it on into February because I'm, I'm six weeks. When I run tonight, it'll be six weeks um, and I feel fine. So I'm going to keep it going in February and we'll see how I feel after that. But yeah, I've just upped the exercise. But um, 
a few years ago I, I did a bit too much exercise and so I'm aware now not to push it because if I push and I was doing I think nine or ten different types of exercise or different exercise things over a week and I didn't have a proper rest day um and I know that was too much for me so I'm I'm wary to push it but not to overdo it and even though I'm running every day a couple of those runs are short recovery runs so I'm sort of having a, a rest day um even though I'm still running but yeah just trying to up the exercise and it helps I'm working from home so that it helps I, I think you kind of overlooking the details of some of the things that, that you've done there and the, the commitments that you've made I know that you've got a treadmill you've got mm. a running coach you, you so uh, so red is run every day for people who yeah. don't know that is the idea of, that you will run every day um and as Emma said there it's about kind of being smart with that training but I, I think it'd be good to go into a bit about what your running coach gives you because I know that me and James have had coaches I still have a coach I don't I think you still do you still got a coach yep old man so yeah you know it's, I think that's a, a key benefit I'd be interested to know kind of how he's helped and the, and the progressions that you've made on that front as well because I know that they're marked yeah I um, I I came out I had a really good year I run half marathons I was running half marathons and I had a really good 2018 and um and started to see him in 2019 in 2019 everything just sort of fell apart for me um and I was kind of going through the motions, but I still kept seeing him. And so I see him now once a week and we do speed work at the track and it's interval sessions at the track. Um, he then sets me some homework for later in the week. So at the minute I'm increasing my distance again. So I've got a schedule for my um, distance each week. Um, and he sets me uh, 5K time tests and I hadn't done one for a while then I did it a couple of weeks ago I think and, sm and smashed my target and I'm beating my targets at the track each week and I think we it, you know I keep surprising him I surprise myself and, and the weight loss is a massive thing I mean the consistency in training of course but not carrying around four stone is a massive massive difference makes you a little bit faster I find just a bit and I even got called a fast runner at the track last week. That was amazing. I've never been called a fast runner. Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Uh, have you got, before I go into kind of the, the last thing, have you got any other questions or, or pointers that you'd want to bring up, James? Um, I think kind of just, just going back to what you said initially, kind of you said you'd been struggling for years with your weight and then you kind of brought up about lockdown and stuff. But kind of what did you find, like, with the different things that you'd tried, you know, what, what kind of caused you to a lack of consistency? Why do you feel those weren't successful? Was it just a lack of changing your mindset? You know, was it, cause I can't imagine it was a, a knowledge piece. You know, you probably had a good idea of what to eat, but just not why you weren't doing it. Yeah, I did. There was, I also had some um, personal issues um, with an old relationship that caused some, eating issues um and um I, I felt quite controlled about what what I could eat when I was with this person and so when that ended I think I went a bit I remember I was walking in Waitrose after he'd gone and I was like oh my god I can buy what I want and so I filled my basket full of crap because I hadn't been able to do that before so I think in the early in 2019 there was an element of I can eat what I want now so I'm going to because there's no one to to judge um 
and I knew that I had to do it sensibly. I knew I could lose the weight doing some sort of crash diet and I didn't want that. I wanted to do it sensibly, but I also wanted the quick fix and I just think I was in denial about how important it was and then did the whole kidding myself, well, let's be body positive because your size shouldn't matter and it's what's inside that counts and, you know, if you're not happy, you're not happy and you can only kid yourself for so long and I just yeah. thought I've, I've got to... I've got to make that change. It's totally understandable that kind of like phase of rebellion from, you know, someone being restrictive. Mm -hmm. So I can totally, totally understand that. And I totally agree with you. And it's something me and Joe have touched on before. Like I'm all for body positivity, but then I'm all for someone going, you know what? Just acknowledging going, I'm not happy as I am. And I'm going to make yeah. changes. As long as you don't constantly beat yourself up with how you are. I think as soon as you make that decision, Right, I'm drawing a line in the sand. This is as bad as it's ever going to be. I'm just going to constantly move away from this now. Then there's no harm in wanting to get better. And again, it's it's one of those things that only kind of hits like the diet trope. So, you know, this body image is like, if you've got a job, you're like, you know what? I'm really happy with my job and I'm earning enough money, but I want to earn more. I want to be more successful. No one's going to be like, well, you should be happy as you are. You know, no one's going to shoot you down for it being ambitious. So I think, yeah, it's be happy kind of with the changes that you're making be happy with what you're doing and i think you know again if you're making these positive changes to move away from that then that can only be a good thing to just be like you know what i'm not satisfied i know i can do better as long as again you're not beating yourself up for where you're at right now then i think that's only a positive thing so again good stuff for me oh just one more thing joe i just wanted to pull up like you said every night if you can every night go to bed and be kind of proud of what you've done I think that's huge. But then the only thing I'd add is like, it doesn't have to be every single day, you know, but it, but it was, it's but the majority it was, rules. No, but it was, it was sort of, if I, it doesn't mean I have to stay on plan, you know, is if I'm happy with the choices that I've made, then I'm proud of what I've done. If I go and, you know, inhale a whole packet of biscuits without even thinking, then I'm not going to be pleased and I go to bed. Because every night when I was heavier, I went to bed upset. And so I did that for years. And so now I quite like going to bed and not worrying and not kicking myself. And, you know, I would go to bed and be like, tomorrow, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow, let's say, not going to eat the crap. And then, you know, reaching for the biscuits first thing in the morning. It's... Yeah, perfect. And that's exactly, again, something we kind of preach to our clients is, it's okay to go, you know what, I'm going to have some biscuits. You don't have to be perfect. And that's kind of what I mean. I don't mean like, I just mean, you have to make or be happy with the choices more than you're unhappy with them mm. to get the results that you want. It's not, I think people put this pressure on themselves to be perfect. Have to be perfect, have to be perfect. And if things that are perfect one day, that's it. Then everything, you know, the floodgates are up and it's all ruined. Like just have a good day tomorrow. You know, have a day that you're proud of the following day or the day after that. Just get back on it as soon as you can. So that's what I kind of meant. Like it's just the majority of the times you have to do the right things. And then sometimes you don't have to. But if you're happy, going, you know what, it's someone's birthday or it's my daughter's birthday mm. or it's my mum's birthday or whatever, I'm just going to eat whatever I want and I'm fine with that. Then that, again, yeah. for me, is a day to be proud of because you've got control. Happiness, control. That's it. That's all I want from clients. So, yeah, good stuff. I think one thing that, that Emma did really well and is probably key to why she's had you know some of the best results that I've seen was that she would schedule treats in and then still have the awareness in the moment and still question, you know, is this the right thing to do? And there'd be times when she would say, I bought this thing in that I then didn't eat because I decided in the moment, actually, 
I'm not that bothered right now. And I think that's one thing that's really hard is that I'm a good run for this. So I'm going to have this treat on Friday. And then I get there and I go, well, I'm not that bothered, but I'm going to do it anyway. And it's that thing of being so kind of in the moment and so aware of exactly what's going on. And that's a really hard skill. You know, I practiced it a bit before lockdown, going out for an evening meal and getting halfway through a dessert and going, this isn't that good, I'm going to stop. And I remember doing that and thinking, this is the first time I've done this in my entire life. I've not finished the dessert. And I think that that's a good example of, I think what Emma was kind of referring to there, of kind of that pride. And to other people, her approach would be restrictive. And that's why she's lost, you know, almost a third of her weight. You have to be pretty, pretty on it to, to lose so much in a short space of time. You know, you don't have that wiggle room. But I think that she also wouldn't describe the journey as restrictive either because it's been everything's been been measured in in not physically but everything's been thought through and everything's been considered is that a fair assessment yeah i mean i've got, um, I've got three freddos in the cupboard which were i was going to have one um after my running session on monday and i was like actually i don't want and another like 95 calories it's easy it's a little bit of chocolate i you know um but it's like actually don't fancy it so I'm not sure when and it's only 95 calories but I still am not sure I might have one on Sunday we'll see <laughs> living the, living wild is what I like to I know. I'm pushing the belt out having a Freddo yes. absolutely uh if I anyone think, who's oh, watching this I was gonna say if anyone who's watching this live has got any questions if you want to type them into the chat box and we can read them out to Emma shortly um but I was just gonna say what would be kind of your your top advice then what would you what would be the one thing You'd, if anyone's listening to this outside of the, the live call that you think people should do to be successful? Really think about what the weight loss would mean and, you know, think about it every day, write it down, think about it before you're going to eat something and really because it forces you to think about do you really want to eat what you're about to eat? What's most important? that high calorie thing or the end goal perfect anything yeah, else I think, Jamesy I was just saying I think for me kind of going on, on what you said there like kind of when you're questioning these food choices like a big breakthrough for me was when when we first started sustain and we did that kind of really strict like nine week diet and I went to my sister-in-law's and she was like oh you're on a diet you can't have this cake and I said I can have whatever I want I'm choosing not to have it and that for me was like a complete light bulb moment is just like it's not restrictive there's not only me putting these restrictions on myself but i'm choosing a different result i'm choosing this end result instead of this five minutes of pleasure so to speak sounds a bit dodgy doesn't it but and that was like super super powerful you know for me and again it is just getting people to question that thing and you know ultimately we're all adults so you're getting attacked by your cat there. No, sorry. Wanted to get the podcast. You can choose whatever you want, but are you choosing that end result? And you know, kind of asking yourself that question, looking at a piece of cake or looking at a friend, and going, "Is the future me going to be really happy that I made this choice or not?" And obviously, that's quite dramatic for a 95 calorie Freddo. Yeah, but it's. But when you start adding these things up, you know, it is. You're gonna. Am I gonna? Is my life gonna be negatively affected in like? Two weeks' time, I'll go like, oh, you know what? I really wish I'd eat that Freddo. Or is it going to be insignificant? But you've saved yourself 95 calories. And again, that's just a small example. But the the one that I always kind of give is if someone says to me, 
you know, with like, oh, I just feel like I'm missing out on these meals and this and that, and I just want to have this. It's like, you asked me what I had for my dinner four days ago. I've not got a clue. No idea. It'll have some protein in it. It'll have some veg. That's about it. The last really nice meal I remember having was when we went out to a restaurant and we had this and we had that, you know, and had some really high calorie foods, but that was an experience, you know, that added to my life. So it's just picking your battles and going, will this really add to my life? Will it make it, you know, will I feel terrible if I don't eat this tomorrow? Will I feel good about it? But yeah, it's a big, big mindset shift. One of the, uh, one of the phrases that uh, when I was talking to some clients the other day that popped up that went down well was ex douchebag, now top lad, Russell Brand, who has had a bit of a transformation uh, in regards to the, the self-care stuff, lifestyle. He was saying that self-discipline is self-care. That doing the things you don't want to do right now is actually looking after yourself. And so often people will, like James said there, talk about resisting food or being restricted or you know all of these negative connotations around these foods. And it's, you know, if every day you wake up or you get to the end of the day, and if every day you'd said, do you know what? I really missed out on eating crisps and chocolate and whatever it may be that your vices are. And you are talking yourself down that alleyway. You know, if you tell yourself every day, every time you try to do some work and you tell yourself you're stupid, you're not going to get any better at it. And that's what you see with, with food choices is people are so quick to look at what they're missing out on is they miss out on all the other stuff. And obviously the, the, the goal setting stuff can be quite negative, but there's also, you know, there's a flip side of it. It says, this is my past, but this could be my future. And if you can kind of keep both of those things in your mind, it makes it much easier to then make the right decisions and that being disciplined in the moment is getting you further from the negative and closer to the positive. And that's kind of your reward. And, and that's what you've done so well. In that every single minor 95 calorie Freddo decision, you've been able to think on that stuff. And that's because you've put in the effort with the tasks and not just gone, oh, you know, it's, it's half 10. I can't be bothered to go through these things now. And it's those... James talked about the other week with, with Team Sky and the cycling of the aggregation of marginal gains of these tiny little things add up to make a difference. And the fact that you've put those little efforts in has then accumulated to this massive result. And it's you know, testament to the, the effort that you've put in from the coaching process that, that's led to that. All good. Any, any final thoughts? Not for me. And again, just, just fantastic. Just so happy that you've shared your experiences, shared your journey. And just, you know, again, we're just super proud of that. You've kind of really embraced the coaching and really engaged with it. Like we said, right, kind of just before we started recording, like some people just don't. Some people see it, like you said, you know, as like an easy option. I'll just do this. They'll tell me what to eat and that's it. And if you want to make these life-changing, you know, mindset transformations, it needs to be a back and forth. You know, we always talk about, you know, Coaching needs to be a dance and not a wrestle. It's a it's a back and forth negotiation, I suppose. And it's not just like a don't do this, don't do that. And I think people get confused and think we're gonna tell people off. I'm not gonna tell anyone off. That's not my job. I might suggest things or you don't have to be the voice of realism occasionally, but is it's gonna is gonna be kind of down to you and how much you engage in it. So yeah, just great work. You've got everything that you deserve in a, in a nice in a nice way for a change. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's very different having someone who's lost, you know, a marked amount of weight and, and not kind of follow the process. I'll be honest, I haven't known very many people who've lost a lot of weight and have not followed the process, but it's it's just a testament to, to going through that and, and how well it's worked for you. So thank you for sharing that stuff and I appreciate it. You know, it's, it's personal emotive stuff. So thank you for being willing yeah. to do that. Thank you. Good stuff. Right. Thank you very much, ladies and gents. Cheers for joining us.
I will speak to you all soon.